Herrick watches as two robed operatives finish chaining a woman to the wall of the torture chamber. She is a fit woman in her early 60s. As the neck brace is fastened around her, she spits in the operative's face. He pauses, looks at Herrick, then walks away. Your son Reason is a feisty one, just like his mother. You know he doesn't have to be that difficult. All we want from him is a little cooperation. If he gives us what we want, we'll let both of you go. What are you going to do with me? Oh, you're just a little insurance. There's a small chance that Reason will decide not to tell me what I want to know. But he will, once he sees what will happen to you if he doesn't. I'll die before I let you lay a hand on my son. He won't cooperate with someone like you. You're a twisted, egotistical, deranged psycho. You're such a coward. And one of these days, you're going to get what you deserve. Herrick walks up to the woman and roughly grabs her by the chin. You have no idea who you're talking to. There's worse things than death, my dear. (laughs) Much worse. Kane walks into the room and stands at ease next to the doorway. We've captured him. Excellent. And what of the girl he was with? She's dead. Prepare him. Herrick releases Reason's mother and walks out of the room. Susan lie bleeding on the floor. The gunshot hit her in her upper chest, close to her shoulder, but it doesn't appear to have damaged any vital arteries or organs. Her eyes flutter open and she manages to sit up slightly, resting her back against the bed. On the verge of shock, her speech is shallow as well as her breathing. I've been shot. I've never been shot before. She pulls out her locket from beneath her dress neckline. It appears to have been broken off again. However, this time, it is dented. If it wasn't for my locket, I'd be dead. Deflected the bullet away from my heart. God, please help me. I'm losing a lot of blood. Oh God, please help. Down the hallway, an old lady is leading two police officers to Susan's room. It's right over here, officer. I don't know what happened. I just heard this commotion, like fighting. It was coming from this room. I was too afraid to see if anyone was hurt. I didn't know if the burglar was still inside. Just step aside, ma'am. Wait in the hallway. We'll take care of this. I've radioed dispatch. Ma'am, it would be a good idea if you just go back to your room now. We'll take care of it from here. The two police officers draw their guns and enter the room, checking corners and blind spots for danger. Police! Anyone here? One of the officers noticed Susan lying on the floor. He rushes to her aid while the second officer covers him. Where is he, ma'am? He's gone. We're going to need an ambulance in here. Twenty minutes later, two ambulance workers load Susan in the back of the vehicle. She is lying on a gurney with tubes and bandages attached to her body. One worker gets inside and closes the van door as the other rushes to the driver's seat. From a distance, there is someone watching. A young black female in her mid-twenties tightens her trench coat around her and watches the ambulance drive off. 